3: We are here on this Sunday night, 6.35 p.m., and we just watched the New York Knicks go into Arizona and take on the Phoenix Suns. You know, going to this game, I thought it was going to be a good one. It started off a little slow, but you had Julius Randle and Quentin Grimes really getting after it in the first quarter to keep this game close. And even when Derrick Rose came in to act as that catalyst, because Jalen Brunson didn't have it going in the first quarter. You thought Derrick Rose and everyone was going to just continue to make this a close game. There was actually some sort of optimistic hope in my, in my veins. I thought the Knicks were going to be able to pull this one out. Going into the second quarter, you still have the second unit, and Derrick Rose is still giving you that energy. But unfortunately, he would leave with a toe injury. Jalen Brunson would come back in, and the Knicks would still stay in that game. They only, the Knicks were only down by two points going into the half. But then comes—it feels like the the—it just feels like an old omen at this point. The third quarter of doom, and especially on this West Coast trip, when they're facing good caliber teams, playoff caliber teams like the Golden State Warriors. Even though they're going through a slump, and now the Phoenix Suns, and you see why the Phoenix Suns are good. Their defense is just on another level. Knicks would come out in the third quarter. You thought they were going to be able to keep. They start. They they had it. They tied the game at one point. But then you just get back-to-back-to-back threes by Mikal Bridges, Torrey Craig, and then Devin Booker to really start to blow the doors open and just take that lead throughout the rest of the night. And then the Knicks would just get into the fourth quarter. And you see, you know, without Derrick Rose, man, leading that second unit, the second unit started to get into some disarray, as our guy Walt Clyde Frazier would say. And fourth quarter would come around, around the six-minute mark. Tiz would just... Put the reserves in, and that's all she wrote. And the Knicks would eventually just end up closing this game out. 116-95, where the Phoenix Suns win. This game doesn't even deserve theme music. That's why there's no theme music, no no losing music. Obviously, no winning music after this one. But, hey, it is what it is for this game. And on to the next one. We got OKC tomorrow. But, hey, Knicks Nation, salute to Knicks Nation. Salute to everyone who's in the chat right now watching us live post-game Knicks fan TV post-game wide with you I got my guy Chris LeBron on the other side make sure to hit that thumbs up button for your boys this the show is sponsored by Manscaped and tonight we're only taking calls through the discord so if you want to make sure to call in make sure to go through the discord TM if you could just throw that link just pin it at the top so that way people know how to get to the discord that'd be great
2: Everything's there.
3: so let's get into it man Chris how you doing bro how you feeling today Thanks. Man. man, I'm doing all right, man. The second half was was very frustrating, man.
4: And especially that third quarter, man. It just feels like that's just like, you know, it's always the third quarter. It's always the third quarter that gives us trouble. So it's just frustrating loss. Frustrating loss because it felt like after the first half that we're, okay, we're in this. We're in this. And you know, obviously... You know, there's no CP3, no Cam Johnson for them. So like, okay, let, we we maybe we got this. And then you hear about Derrick Rose with the toe, and it's like, oh man. Then it just it just fell apart. Wide open threes, the the usual. It feels like the usual this year. Got leaving guys wide open. Torian Creds hitting threes. You know, campaigns looking like CP3. Like it, it it was just it was a mess in the second half, man. We just could not get a bucket. The offense just very stagnant, and it,
3: it was it was a tough
4: tough second half, man.
3: Tough loss, and you know, you thought the Knicks could come in today. You thought we were going to get another break because the Knicks didn't have Nikola Jokic earlier this week when we played the Denver Nuggets. And then this today, you don't have no Chris Paul. CP3 is out. But, hey, Devin Booker decided to show up, man. Devin Booker decided to hit. What, he, what he to do you end the game with? I think he had five threes today. Yeah, he had five of eight but, threes. But so the they first half, they points. had him. Like, they had him they in had check, him, man. They had him in check. They had him in check. They had him in check, and – they had him in check, but hey, it's this is where when you talk about those upper echelon players, they just know how to figure it out, right? On the op on the flip side, they're they're figuring it out. Campaign was shooting effectively today and efficiently. Devin Booker, you had DeAndre Ayton really, you know he, You saw Mitchell Robinson. He came back from injury today. He was a week and a half. He was out of it. But guarding DeAndre Ayton, the first game back was a little tough for him. You saw that he couldn't even block shots that he was that he's so used to doing. He was just Mm -hmm. missing them, man. By like we're talking about by inches at this point that he was just missing them. And it was just no Cam Reddish. You have Quentin Grimes back out there. We're going to talk about Quentin Grimes. We're going to talk about him later in the show. I like what I like what I saw from him today. Mm -hmm. But you know when you look at this. The only guy that really showed up and he didn't even show up in the first quarter was Jalen Brunson. So I look at Jalen Brunson, man. This is the type of player where you see in the third quarter, you're looking for some sort of life. You're looking for some sort of answers. He did not shoot well in the first half, but he finished the game 11 for 21. Got you 27 points. He kept getting to the free throw line. Yeah. Just looking for life, man. And outside of Jalen Brunson, you know, Julius Randle fell off a cliff. R.J. Barrett, Another guy who just, he was able to get to the line, but struggling to find a shot. Jalen Brunson was really that only guy. And, yeah. and, and Derrick Rose, man. Derrick Rose, when he came in, he was three for five, but left with yeah. a toe injury today. And, and it's just, our point guards did it. Everybody, everybody else couldn't. That, that's honestly what I took away from this game. That's my big takeaway from this game. Our point guards were able to figure out some way, whether it was Derrick Rose in the first half and Jalen Brunson in the second half. But outside of that, it was tough, man. It was a tough watch. What, what were you, what were some of your like? What were some of the things that you honed in on watching this game today that you could say was a takeaway? Well, like
4: you hit it on the head. The guards were essentially the offense. Like it just looked like they were just so sluggish at times. Like it just felt like the offense was not moving at all. I'm like. You got nothing from, you know, RJ just continues his struggles and I know he's sick and all that, but it just feels like it's constant. Like he he's getting, the thing is he's getting to the basket, but he's not finishing. A lot of just, he just can't seem to finish and all that. And the shot is just, uh, a lot of good shots too, you know, good, you know, but he just couldn't find, it could not get go down. And it's just been, a, it's, it's been an issue, especially on this West Coast trip and all that. But once Rose got hurt, I mean, Rose was doing his thing. we get to the cup, hit a couple threes, but it's just like, Once he was out, it was like, okay, who else is going to pick up the offense? Because Toppin didn't was didn't. I don't think he scored today, you know. Harlanstein didn't give you anything, you know. So someone had to pick it up, and it looked like it was going to be D Rose. Mm -hmm. But once he went down. That essentially, and as you see, he goes out and can't find the offense, and the third quarter was off, was just abysmal on the offense. And <sighs> that's when you knew it was just, okay. This is bad, and and like Brunson had a good third quarter too. I think he had what eleven points, thirteen points in the in the in the, in the third yep. quarter. But that was it. Yep. <laughs> Nobody else was able to do anything, and then that's when Phoenix got hot. And once you saw them hit, you know, they had a couple times where they hit back to back threes, and I was like, oh, okay, it's yep. coming it's coming and, and it happened. We just got no production from guys um, that we need production from. And like we've mentioned, you know, talk about grams later, but at least that's the one thing we can be excited about, that he looked, he looked quick. He looked, you know, spiteful, everything. He looked like the grimes that we've been waiting for. So that's the one, I mean, if yeah, tough loss, but one takeaway is, is his, he looks, he looked right here at eight assists, 10 points. He didn't shoot the ball great, but at least the shot looked good. He, he got that lift on his jumper. Which which is very promising, you know, going forward. So, you know, uh, like I said, we we couldn't find a buck. Uh, I mean, Brand, the the Randall in the post jumping path, jump pass never works, and he continues never to do it. He does it all the time, and it's uh, and like the defense is like, okay, right here, boom, <laughs> and it gets intercepted, and it's like it happens all the time, and he and oh, it just that infuriates me. But yeah, we just could not get anyone else other than Brunson to get going.
3: It it, it it comes down to good plays. Like there's there a shot, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash Randall today because it was it was just an entire team effort that not a yeah. lot of people showed up. No, oh, a lot there was like not. another one. There there was another there was another one by Randall where you know you you're just looking for like from everybody where it's whether it's quickly going uh, east to west at the top of the key and we're asking mm-hmm. him to drive. You know that it's it's that it's uh you're looking for Hartenstein who who started the game got three minutes. Got two quick fouls had to be pulled out, right? And then you bring Mitch back in. Who you see why Tiswan coming off the bench because he knew he needed to like work his way back in there. And yeah. even Hartenstein didn't play that many minutes today. He only got 15. Yeah. But Tibbs is like, I need to go with my rim protection because Hartenstein is just, you know, collecting fouls. He he's not defensively. He's just. He, he tries, man. The effort is yeah. there, but mm-hmm. he's just not like Mitch. He's not like Sims when it comes to the recovery and nah. being able to guard guys on the perimeter or even getting back to his assignment in the paint. And it's just difficult. And when you look at the center rotation and then you watch Phoenix play and you just see that, they're either able to draw everybody out on the three, and then open something in the paint, and just find everybody, everyone on the Phoenix Suns. This is something I wish the Knicks would do. It's just everyone's continuously moving off ball, and you just see that they're finding okay. guys, attacking the lane, and getting easy shots at the rim. And then when the Knicks have to then start focusing on guys who are trying to attack the rim, three pointer starts to it starts to get open. I mean, I just remember Torrey Craig just wide open in the three, and that I'm like, what is happening? What what are you all doing? Just
1: the simple
4: rotation. Oh my it god. Is just sim- Oh my God, Alex! Like, it, how many times has Torian Credit opened today?
1: Too it it, it too felt many. like
4: too many, and, and it's just—it's just been a constant with the with the the three point de- defense. It's it just been that way all year, where guys are wide open all the time. It, it just doesn't make sense. And the Suns probably could have won by thirty plus because they missed a oh. lot of wide open threes too. So they, they really could have just really blown us out the gym but it's just been a constant with the with the three point defense like it's it's just really it's puzzling at times how bad the
3: three point defense is and the thing is that i know the the suns finished with a better three point shooting percentage with 43.6% but the Knicks did like the the suns weren't shooting that great they were shooting like 36 38% throughout most of the game and they, they just caught as you mentioned they got they caught fire in the third but this is just something i'm looking for for the Knicks to do, man, is just can we just look for a simple ball movement? And that's all the Suns did today was just look for simple ball movement. And they just attack the paint. They just do such simple, it's just so simple, man. They make it look so easy. And then on top of that, their defense is just it's smothering. You know, you know, they 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 make sure they they're 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 on their assignments. That defense yeah. is on the string. And mm-hmm. this is why they go to the playoffs. This is why three, you see under Monty Williams. This is why they keep going to the playoffs is when you watch defenses like that, that's the, that's the, that, you know, even Wally said it on on uh, during the broadcast towards the end of the game, that if the Knicks want to be able to compete at such a high level, they're going to need to play top notch defense. Defense. They need to make crisper rotations. They Mm -hmm. need to make sure it's just, it's just simple stuff like that. But I also look when it comes to the defensive rotations and stuff like that, and it seems like everybody is sick. You know, you even heard Randall, I think, I forget, earlier this week where he was like – or you saw him sipping tea, even J.D. Yeah, mentioned in the last, yeah, yeah. uh, last postgame against the Warriors. I'm wondering if everyone's sick. Like, what's happening? Is everyone just catching a cold right now? Is this why everyone's playing a little lethargic? Um, but regardless, you know, you see Randall, even when he was playing sick against Denver, he was still had a good game. So Yeah, that's no excuse. If you're playing sick, man, and you're on the court, I'm expecting some sort of production. You know what it's I mean? That it's that simple. It's that simple, Alex. If you're on the court,
4: yes, we understand. These players are injured. These players are sick. But if you're on the court, you're ready to go. You got to be able to produce. And they did look very lethargic. They did look slow. They did look look out of sync and all that. But that's not excuse. Like, you know, the Suns are missing a bunch of guys. You know, right now. So like, there's just no excuse. Like it just doesn't make sense what's going on right now. It just like I said, and it just. Coming out the coming out the second half, you should you know the adjustments just weren't made, and it's just I I just I just don't get it at times. I just don't get it. They were in this game; it felt like this could have been a a close game, but and it just the third quarter, like we mentioned before, it just got way out of hand. You know, on especially on defense. I I don't know, man. It's just
3: very frustrating. Very frustrating, man. It's a very frustrating game, and hopefully they're able to bounce back against OKC. You know, they got. It would be nice to. It'd be nice for them to to end this West Coast Strip 3-2. and two. You un, I, I get that they played the Warriors, they played the reigning champs, you're playing a playoff contending, championship contending team in the Phoenix Suns, but OKC, you know, they just demolished us back in our own gym. You, you got to go back and show some sort of life and be ready because that is tomorrow. You yeah. know, So it's, we're talking about another back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So you got to be ready. Hopefully, uh, they got to be ready for that game. Because you can't have another performance where that you see tonight, where it's one sixteen ninety five. I get that you're you're you're. It's it's a West Coast trip. Mm-hmm. Guys start to fatigue towards the end. You still got you still got to show effort. You still got to show effort. You still got to knock your shots. This is a tough. This this is tough. You want if you want to win, you got to do it. But when it comes back to, I want to actually get back to the defense. Tom Thibodeau, I got I got I got to know what what Tom's thinking, man. Because you look at I'm looking at this and I'm seeing the wide open threes. And I know he loves his drop coverage. I know he's trying to protect the paint. But we keep getting demolished by three-point shooting, even if it's a bad three-point shooting team. So don't you think that the drop coverage scheme has to change at some point? What, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I mean, something's got to change. I mean, and it just it's been like this for a while. Like for a year and a half, it's feel like, with, with the defense. So, like, it just it has to change. And I know he doesn't have... You know some of the you know the perimeter defenders and all that, but it, it's just it, it something he's not he's he, he's not figuring it out because it just it's been an issue for since last year. You know it, it it was an issue big time last year, and we're seeing it again this year. And he just that's the one thing I, I'm not big on like the Tibs, you know, letting go and all that. But that's the one thing I harp on is like why haven't you made the adjustments with that? Because that's like a glaring issue, like since last right. season. Like and it's and it's and it's coming. In, in fruition again this season so why aren't you making those adjustments you know it 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 just it mind boggles me well why he has not made the adjustments this year like and i know adding cam obviously we didn't have cam and that mm-hmm. kind of hurt but it's even with cam this we've seen this type of issues on the perimeter so like i just don't get why what adjustment he's not making because it's it's a clearing issue like we're just letting guys just shoot threes wide open and it's just like it's it's it's, it's infuriating it's infuriating
3: on the defensive end is infuriating. And I also look on the offensive end too. You know, I mean, I look at Hartenstein um, and I'm looking for him to be more of the passing big that we heard about, you know, that was advertised this offseason. I yeah. feel that when we're looking at what players, looking at players' skill sets and their strengths, I feel that sometimes we're going away from that. Yes, we know guys like Randall, Brunson, RJ love to attack downhill. So can mm-hmm. Derek Rose. We know quickly to shoot. We know quickly's a shooter. But I even look at Obi Toppin too, man, because Obi is a really good cutter. I don't think we get him enough cutting. And I understand that rebounding is important and stuff like that. And, and I think he's been doing a good job not constantly leaking out and trying to help on the boards yeah. and, and being judicious at, at that standpoint. But I'm looking for how do you make sure like a guy like Hartenstein gets involved in the offense and we get to see some of his strengths and really open it up, right? You know that he's good on the short roll, and he can look for guys who are cutting. I mean, we saw at the beginning how he was giving some dives when we saw against Memphis, right? yeah, and I'm just yeah, yeah. how 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 do you get guys offensively involved and just get that spark because we watch this team we see we see a good amount of pick and roll whether it's with our centers and sometimes our power forwards and if it's randall it's it's sometimes it's mostly the pick and pop yeah. Same thing with obi, you know you see the centers it's a pick and roll. I'm just looking for some sort of diversity in getting guys acclimated to some sort of offense. I know that's a little much asking for Tibbs. He's not really the offensive guy. But I feel that if you're looking for a team that's looking to put up shots and you're trying to compete, you got to figure out how to utilize everyone's skill set to get them going.
4: Yeah, like, and they're going against Phoenix team. I think Phoenix is one of the worst three-point defending teams in the league. So, like, you got to be able to move, you know, guys cutting, you know, so you can get some, maybe some wide open threes. That, that, I didn't see any of that. Like I, I didn't see any of that today. You didn't see Obi. I don't. I don't remember seeing Obi cut to the basket at all. It, it just. I didn't get. I didn't get the strategy today at all. Like you got to be able to attack them on the perimeter. I know they got Mikel McK- Bridges is one of the best defenders, but like other than that, they don't. You know they got some. They don't have any other one that you can really be scared of on the perimeter defending. So why didn't? Why wasn't there more slashing? So so to be able to you know kick back and and hit some more threes and all that. I don't know. I just, I just did not get the strategy with Tibbs today, and it, it was just. Sick. This is a game that they, like I said, they were in, it. they were in, it. and then they just they, they, whatever happened in the second half, it just, I don't get. They, no adjustments were made at all, and it's just, it, it's just they, they got to figure out because the offense is just, it is just way too like. There's, there's times where there's five seconds at the clock, and they're still, you know, at the three point line for trying to figure something out, and 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 it seems like it seemed that way too much this season so like it's just it's a lot it's a lot you know to ask for you know to for stuff like that but
3: you got to do it you got to do it you got to be able to be creative when you're playing a team like this for sure absolutely and you know what let's hit that reset uh, Daniel, let's hit that reset screen. All right, let's get back to it. So to Knicks Nation, thank you for tapping in for a Knicks Fan TV post game live. It is your guy al Terres, aka the Tradecaster, with Chris LeBron on the other side. We are taking calls tonight via the Discord only. So if you want to call in, make sure to hit that link that TM graciously pinned to the top of the chat. And we also got a super chat. Shout out to Steve Verna with the twenty dollars super chat. Says Brunson had it going in the third. Randall takes it upon himself. Shoots a three, miss, sun score, Randall turns it over, sun score, Booker three, 11-0 run, Knicks go from down six to down 17, all off two bad possessions by Randall. Yeah, man. Look, it comes down to high IQ basketball play, and it, it, you need to be playing, <laughs> when you're playing top teams, man, it comes down to just making simple basketball plays, whether it's the, the pump, fake jump, and then trying to pass it out from the post. It's all these like little things, man, that you don't even need to do. It's just little, little things. Uh, but you know what? You know what, Chris? We do have a caller on the line. We got James Harris in the chat. So James, we're gonna bring you on to the show. And James, unmute your mic and uh, let us know uh, what what some of your takes are, man. James Harris, what's going on? What's up, James?
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
3: and james is not in the chat so james hopped out and went back to the lounge hold up let's see if we get it let's see what happens oh, james you there? there little things man yep i'm do. here how's it going it's just little Good, james little. just mute just mute 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 us back and, and then you can get it going we got james harris in the chat james we're going to bring you on to the show and james unmute your mic and uh let us know uh what, what some of your takes are man james harris James, what's going you gotta, on you gotta mute it man <laughs> Come on, guys. When I bring you on, you got you to gotta have, have it mute. You know, CP said we got to be in full season form. You know, the Knicks may be acting like they're in preseason mode sometimes throughout the season, but you guys got to be ready. You guys got to be ready for it. James, we're going to give you one more sh- no. shot. James, you ready? Uh, James Harris, the chance. Ready. All right, James. <laughs> All right, James, you're not, re- you're not ready. So we're going to go with the official Michael The official, what's going on, Mike? Unmute your mic and let's hear what you got to say. What's going on, Mike? Mike, you there? And it seems like Mike is not ready. Oh, my goodness. Gracious people. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
1: Hey, don't throw me away yet. I, All you know, right, I didn't Mike. Know don't worry, don't it, worry. What's going on, Mike? How you doing? What's I up, man? I, I watched that game today, and I don't know what Tibbs is doing right, but he's doing a lot of it. You know, I look at Obi over, over on that corner. You know, they're not throwing the any ball anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, what do he have, four shots? going to be
3: yeah, he had about four shots today.
5: I mean, what's the
1: uh, what's the use, you know? You know what? If we could get Tibbs out, and I don't think we can, you know, I, I hope that they go ahead and trade him. Hey, he's looking bad, man. I mean, he's looking bad. I wish I had his number. I'd call him up and tell him. I mean, but it's not like he's not hustling. It's just that it's not working out for him.
3: Yeah, I mean, I will get Obi, man. I'm like, I, I agree. I think he needs more minutes. I think the four shots is, is not enough for him and he only had one shot in the first half and, you know, I would like to see him
1: get more. Yeah. I mean, only four shots. So He's he, not he confident. Is that coaching or what? Yeah, it is coaching and you know what?
3: Appreciate the call, Mike but look for uh for obi we need to see we need to see him uh we need to see we need to see more from obi we need to see more from uh Tibbs trying to get him activated I mean four shots today just uh just wasn't enough so um yeah, he wasn't confident today he didn't look he didn't look like he
4: was he was uh confident at all and just you know the lack of minutes too is hurting him too. He, you know, with, with Randall, you know, in front of him it's it's always going to be tough for him to get in rhythm without those minutes. I mean, 16 minutes is enough for him to get, you know, acclimated in, into the offense, you know.
3: Yeah, I don't think it was enough to get, for him to get acclimated into the offense and the thing is that we need to see when we see Obi out there, you know, we want to see him just make sure that he gets to some offensive rhythm and he didn't even get that in the first half. I mean, only one shot in the first half, yet this is your best three-point shooter on the team. This is your best guy who can cut off ball. This is the guy who's looking to just do like everything you ask for. Tibbs has been asking everything of this guy, whether it's to improve on his rebounding, improve on his defense, improve on his three-point shooting. And, you know, we were looking for him to, um, we're just looking for him to just get in some sort of rhythm. And we're not getting that, man. There's got to be some sort of way where you're looking for your guy to get back into some sort of rhythm, especially when he's probably one of the more, more efficient players coming off the bench and has been so. Yeah, he struggled these last two games, but you also, we know that he's a guy that works off ball efficiently and you have to figure out some way to get him going. Maybe not having Derrick Rose today was that was that issue, out. but you, you got to make sure you can get him involved in some way. And maybe that's asking Brunson, right? You put Brunson out there. We did see Brunson get out there as well but got to ask your point guard to make sure you get him involved because Obi can be a threat in that manner all right what are your thoughts
4: yeah 100% man and and that's been my thing with Obi and this is going back to college like right? he's he thrives off point guard play like playing you know be able to use him in transition i just with the Knicks they just don't it doesn't seem like they know how tip doesn't know how to use him like the way to use him is is moving in transition and all that and having him cut and it's just like they're just Having him stay at the three point line and just uh, uh, and try to create—he's not a creator. He's never been a creator. It just Tibbs—that's been my thing with Tibbs. Is he has not figured out how to use Obi Toppin, and it's—it's it's so obvious how to use Obi Toppin, but yet they just can't figure it out. And he's worked well, obviously, with Derek Rose, and Derrick Rose has obviously, you know, been hurt, you know, over the last you know year or so. But it's—it's it, just frustrating, you know, with with Obi because there is something there, and, and I've had my, you know issues with obi and all that as far as like his, his ceiling and all that but the best way to utilize him is is running is running with the moving and transition have him cut and all that set screens for him so he can you know it, it just seems like it's it's simple i've seen it since college with uh, dayton like this is what he's done you know this is why he was a national player of the year and all that so i, I just don't get it is he's not just he's not you know kevin love where you can just stand in the corner or cow court like one of these that's not him you know, I know he could shoot it, and he's improved, he's but that's that's not his game. To use him to the best of his ability, you have to be able to run with him, get him, and you make him make some cuts and all that. Get him in transition, and they just don't do that. And he didn't do any of that today. It, it it just frustrated with Obi, and I'm sure he's very frustrated.
3: I'm sure he's frustrated too, man. And hopefully, you know, when it comes back, when he when looking at the looking at the tip tape as uh, looking at the tape as Tibbs likes to say, hopefully he's, he's seeing that hey. The guy who helps us score points in transition is, is is not is not getting enough uh not getting enough shine. But yeah, we got another caller on we got another caller with us here. All right, we're gonna give James Harris another shot. So James, I'm gonna ask you to unmute your mic. Please mute everything and let's hear what you gotta say, man. Hey guys. What's going on, James? How are you doing, man? What's up, James?
6: Doing well. Hanging in there uh, after this uh, long game. Um, just one thing to say: I want to see the Knicks create a win-now team. I'm not a believer in the uh, the the go through the draft route to build a new team, and I say that for two reasons. Number one, we have a point guard finally. I don't want to wait, you know, one or two more decades to get a, another point guard after Jalen Brunson leaves. I think we have a point guard to create a winning team. Also. I think what we'll see in the off season is a lot of teams look at what the Utah Jazz did uh, in mm-hmm. how they, you know, they they reached the ceiling and what they could could obtain uh, in the playoffs, and then decide to take a different route. So I'm thinking of teams like maybe the Bulls, the Heat, the Nets, uh, maybe even the Clippers, all in similar situations where they haven't been able to break that ceiling and maybe mm-hmm. think about, hey, uh, we might want to start fresh. And in that case, the Knicks might find themselves in a situation where they could potentially get, uh, I'm not saying they will, but possibly like a Zach Levine or a Jimmy Butler type of caliber player. And maybe together with Jalen Brunson, they might start to... Um, have some hope in what they could could get in the in the playoffs so um it would be great to hear your thoughts on that and also if they do go that route what players on the Knicks do you see as not tradable because obviously we're going to have to get rid of a lot to get a player like that um so for me obviously Brunson stays and I would also really like to see Reddish stay but anyway thanks for taking my call Awesome. All right.
3: And that was James on the discord. So he said he wants to see a win now move people. I mean, everyone in the chat, I need you to rate that call five, five being facts, one being trash. Let's hear what you got to say about James's call right now. Do you think the Knicks should make a win now move or should we continuously build through the draft? Sorry to tell you, James. I'm seeing a lot of tomatoes right now in the chat. Enough tomatoes to make some tomato soup. Someone get me a grilled cheese. Um. So he said he wanted to create a win now team, and one just because we have a point guard. And what was the second one? Wow. What was the other reason he said they want, We need to see a win now team. We just don't want to don't want to lose for, for the next couple of decades. He doesn't want to
4: li- He doesn't want to lose for two more decades. So two
3: more. He, decks. he doesn't win. want to lose and, for two more. But decks.
4: then he he said Zach Levine, and that's where he lost me. So uh, oh,
3: okay. <laughs> he want that, Zach Levine. Want uh, Zach Levine. He, wants, he Zach. wants to see Cameron. He wants to see Zach Levine, Cam Reddish, and Jalen Brunson Jaylen on, on his Brunson. team. And he thinks that's gonna that's gonna um, help win us out. Wow, that's a lot. To, and Jimmy, he wanted
4: Jimmy Butler too, but I don't know why Miami would treat Jimmy Butler. But Zach Levine lost. He lost me as Zach Levine, and saying he wants to win with that, like, I the thing is, like, you have to go through the draft. I, I, I understand, like, the win now. We want to win, right? We all, but what have we seen from a lot of the, the great teams in the league? What have they done? Even the Warriors, what, what have they done? They've gone through the draft, right? And then they make, and then mm-hmm. when they establish, they're, they're able to get the Kevin Durant or whatever. A lot of these teams, you know, Denver and all these te- like, I don't get why we, people want to just punt. You know, on draft picks and all that i never understood that like we have to and we've kind of done that we've missed the knicks have missed on a lot of, of picks and all. and i've told you i've mm-hmm. told a lot of people like i think that's why we're here where we have to get julius randles and try to see if cam reddish can, can pop and all that and, and get jalen brunson's because we have missed on so many picks you know in the previous that have kind of cost us now you know so i i just don't believe in in punting you have to build it that's how the team's The great teams are built. They're built through the draft and all that. And, you know, it's just, we've missed, we've missed, and we've gotten some good players, but we have missed in the past big time. And it's kind of why we're here. We're like I mentioned, we're pitch back. We're patching up all these positions. And now, you know, we're like desperate and, you have mm-hmm. to build it a draft. i i don't believe in punting on the draft that's why i was upset on the draft show when we punted on the pick like you could still get an aj griffin you could still there were still good players like uh on the board like you, that you could have gotten and developed and uh, jalen uh, williams I, I, on okc, un- OKC I, yeah man. like jalen williams you, you could have got him man. i know he was he was kind of like unknown right. and, and he Eason kind of blossomed yeah, Tari Atari Eason. I mean, Tari Eason fix our defense in a minute. He's one of the best defenders already as a rookie. You know, so it's like there's there were still players you could have gotten at the top. You know, Jalen Duran. Like <laughs> we could have gotten, and maybe that saves us on on spending sixty you know sixty plus mil on on Mitchell Robinson. So I, I I I I can't stand the last two years what they've done with the draft and like or, or being too afraid to not use picks to go get your guy. I, I believe if you think that's your guy. Go get him. I, I don't believe in punting on the draft and all that, like, and, and trying to trade everything for, for and especially for Zach Levine. <laughs> like, a uh, Zach Levine, come on now. Like, I, I thought he was going to say someone like, you know, Devin Booker or, or say you know, SGA. <laughs> you said Zach Levine. I'm like, okay, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> you know, Zach Levine, he's a great player. But if you're, if you're saying, oh, we got to, you know, win a championship and you know, all that, I don't know, Zach. Let's see what that knee. And he's he's kind of him He's going back and forth for Chicago. He got benched a few nights ago, you know, when they lost to Orlando and they lost that game, and, you know, but, you know, uh, and he has an expensive contract. So, you know, yeah. Uh,
5: yeah.
3: I, I agree with you, Chris. You got to build through the draft. And the other benefit when you start building through the draft is that when you re-sign your own players, it opens up that cap flexibility, right? The NBA is considered a soft cap, unlike the NFL, which is a hard cap. So in the NFL, there is a certain number you cannot yeah exceed right in the nba there's there's some wiggle room and especially when the benefit in the nba is that they want you to retain your own draft they want you to retain your own player so you have to be able to work through the draft in order to do so and i i I agree with what everything that you said man and you're looking for the players you get the top players through the draft like you look at Giannis, he was drafted you look at steph curry he was drafted i mean you can look at Kawhi, who was who was drafted by the Spurs and, that, and they won with the Spurs. But even when he went to the Toronto Raptors, you know, yeah, they, had, they went through some, they got Pascal Siakam. That's a guy who they came up through their system and he was a big, helpful key. But mm-hmm. it's very rare where you, you see a team that was just built mostly on free agents win. I mean, you look at the, you talk, you talk about Zach Levine, look at the Bulls right now. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a team that's built through uh, free agency. And the Knicks have done yeah. that so many times and it doesn't work. And I think, you know, just some of the soft factors that we don't take in consideration is that, when you hear players who want to be Knicks and they want to be invested, like you hear like RJ, you hear um, anybody else who, or even Obi, you know, even when he was emotional during draft night. Sure. Having someone who's in, who's, who's been drafted by a team and stays with the team. I feel like there's some sort of like, there's just some sort of ownership that you can't get when it's just a free agent who we're just paying to come in here. And you're saying, uh-huh. Hey, we're we're, buy, we're buying you to be part of this team. And, there's just a certain level. like, yeah. There's some players that can do it. Like Mel loved being a, a, a Nick. You know, Amari loved being a Nick. But you really got to find guys through the draft, and that's where you start seeing most of the success of exactly. uh, a lot of these teams. Hundred percent. Look at Boston.
4: Boston. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, Boston, they hit, hit it. a
3: good example, man.
4: They hit it on two picks. That's all you yeah. need. They hit it on two picks. You know, and look at we'll see, look what we're seeing in Brooklyn. They went the other way, and look how that's gone. So, like, you going through the draft is, you have to. Look, Atlanta's having success right now. You know, we're we'll seeing Indiana. They drafted Matherin, and everybody loves Ben Atherin. Like, you know, and he could be a, a star and all that, and, you know, based off one pick, and obviously they, and they traded for Halliburton. You know, so, like, you know, Orlando has promise because of their draft, and, and uh, they're bottom standing, but, like, got to build through the draft. Alex, God, I'm so, so key on that. I know that's not what Knicks fans want to hear. That we want to I know we want to win now. I want to win now. But in order to get there, you have to build the right foundation that starts through the draft. I don't care where we pick. I don't care if we don't win the lot, You can get a good player at 8, 9, 10 where we've drafted, where we've missed and all that. But you still have to continue going through that. You can't be like, oh, we've missed on picks. We got, we got, oh, we're panicking. Oh, the, the, the fan base is getting us. No, no, no. We got to do, no continue building through the draft and you have an endless amount of picks these next few years so one of them got to hit you you have something, you have all the ammunition something's gotta happen <laughs> something's gotta right alex like something's gotta happen but you have to continue going with that if whether it was, if it's leon and company or it's whoever's who else if possibly you know coming in you know taking over build through the draft and, and just invest in your scouting department. Your international scouts, I'm so big on the draft. You have to, I even do this in 2K. I just pile up picks and I just, you know, do the draft and I, that's how you build it. That's how you do it. They have to go that route, not just const- constantly trading for the, the next possible guy, you know, um, that you're building through the draft, man. And there's so much mm-hmm. talent coming in. Alex is so much talent coming in these next few drafts that the Knicks need to be on that and find a couple guys. They got to, couple picks coming up this year, they can get the talent and, and get fo- move
3: forward in the right way. You got to build through the draft. Absolutely. And you know, even shout out to P- Father Peace who talked about the San Antonio Spurs, you know? Draft J- Tim Duncan, you have Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker. I mean, that's yeah. how they did it too, right? And yeah, yeah I, know, I know a lot of these teams have won multiple championships and it seems tough, but that's, it, it's more often than not, it's not the way the Lakers did it with Anthony Davis and LeBron James uh, getting the Mickey Mouse trophy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what the, the other, before we get to the next caller the, the, next, the last question he did have that James did have was what player do you see not tradable and to be honest with you Chris uh, there's no such thing, no, no <laughs> not, such this, thing. Not, not on this, not on this nope. roster nope nope not on this. Uh, nope. nope everyone's as available as, we, as much as we like the guys who are on this team as much as we like them there's no one that's untradable on this roster the, it, it, the, the, the the thing that it's not the and it's no one's untradable on this roster, but it all comes down to what is the price when you start trading. You don't want to get fleeced. You don't want to give up the entire war chest just to get one player, and you got to be smart in how you do it. But is anyone untradable? No, no. That's my opinion. No, I agree. 100%. My opinion, no. Hundred percent. All right. So we're gonna to go to the next. We're gonna to go to the next call. Uh, we got E crossover uh, with us today. We got E crossover. E crossover. I'm gonna bring you on the show. E-Crossover, make sure to unmute your mic, mute your background, and uh, let's hear what some of your takes and your thoughts are. What's going on, E-Crossover?
1: Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, y- y- y'all hear me pretty good? Yes, sir. What's going on? All right, all right, cool. Hey, what's up, Chris? What's up, Alex? How y'all doing today? Everything all right? We good, good man. We good, man? Y- man. Yeah, man, so um, you guys pretty much hit on the nose what I was about to say, too, that a lot of these teams, man, um, that win championships even for the past decade, built through the draft, man. That's what you're going to have to do. What the front office has to do, they have to hire more good, uh, good scouts that can look at certain players in the draft that you could develop over time. You drafted Kevin Knox, could have got Shea Gilligan-Alexander. Could have got a lot more other players, but it's all about player development at the end of the day, and that's what we're not doing because RJ has been doing the same thing over and over, which means taking to the basket and just not be able to finish bunnies. Somebody in that office has to literally tell them and say, look, you got to stop driving in. All the time, even if you're not going, find a way to make it easier for yourself. But he's not hitting anything at all. And people want to say, oh, he's sick. It's all about the sickness. No, he's been doing this for the past four years. Literally just haven't been hitting shots. And then, it's, and then Randall's not um, showing no effort on defense. This whole team, is just feel, it, it just feels like one big pile of players that don't mesh offensively and defensively. I feel like they got to start trading certain players like Randall and just build And maybe if they, I don't know if they'll fire Tiz. I think Tiz has been dealt a little bit of a bad hand, but he's also a culprit of him not being able to make adjustments late game or early in the game to see who's flowing, feed the high hand. So Mm -hmm. overall, the Knicks organization got a lot to figure out because you can't stay mid all year. You can't chase free agents. You got to have a good foundation first to to attract good free agents in order for your product to, you know, to maintain its value throughout over time. The Memphis Grizzlies, they, they, they were trash for a while. They got John Moran. They drafted a guy that people didn't think was going to be good in Desmond Bain. But what happened? They knew that he, he, was, a, he was a grinder. He was going to work hard. And he's one of the best shooters in the league. That's what mm-hmm. you need. So, Knicks need to build through that, man. I'm out. Y'all have a great night, though.
3: Take care. Take care. That's, thank you. East crossover. That's E crossover on the line. What do y'all think about that call by E crossover? Five for facts, one for trash. Let's know your vote in the chat right now. I thought that was a five-star call, man. I thought that, that was a five-star call. That was a, that was a really good call. He, he gets uh, it. He gets it. Look, man, it comes to through. It comes through scouting. I mean, it was two different front offices. Um, even three different front offices that drafted Frank. It was. it was. It was Phil before he got fired that drafted Frank. Then Kevin oh, Knox was. Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't believe it. That's so hard to Then you have Knox uh, through, through Mills and Perry. Uh, Wrong Mills and Perry. And I know RJ's struggling right now, but not, nothing like Knox and, and Frank, in my opinion. No. But then you also have this guy in the department, who I thought has done a pretty solid job. You know, we got – th- I think it's been pretty solid. Uh, you got Grimes. You got Obi Quickly. You got McBride, Sims. You know, I, I think that's 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 been pretty solid. I know they drafted uh, Trevor Keels this season, uh, this past draft as well. But I thought, I think, I thought for the most part, their draft selections have been solid, rotational players, which is honestly solid. a step up from what we've had previously. You know, and considering we didn't have draft picks, <laughs> exactly. at least we got some yeah, rotational yeah. players now that we can rely on. What are your thoughts about uh about this front this front office's scouting department? They've drafted
4: solid dudes. They definitely have drafted solid dudes, um, especially where they've been placed. on where Grimes' pick last um, last year was great. That was that was great. And where they got him, the value, you know. Um, but I've said this, you know. It just feels like they their guy is always like a pick in front. Of them. Like we we know that it always feels like the guys like ahead of them. And it's just like the aggressiveness that you have the the draft capital to do it. It just feels like they're they shy away too much to get their guy. And I'm, I'm on the boat, go get your guy. Go get your guy. And it just feels like they've been shining away. But they, I mean, they have drafted solid players. Jericho Sims, to me, the value of getting him was, was great, you know, where they got him in the second round. So they got some good value picks. But a lot of these guys are, you know, going to be good role players, you know, mm-hmm. and you're looking for that blue chipper you know, and that's what they're missing is, is getting that blue chipper. And if they get that blue, and we've been waiting, like RJ's supposed to be that blue chip, right? I think a lot of us go into the season, we're like, okay, yeah, okay, Brunson was solid. We know we're going to get from Randall and all that. But RJ, if RJ takes that leap that we think he can take, then we're feeling good. If he doesn't, oh, I think this is, okay, well, we got to really figure out that because if he's not the dude, and they, they I mean, they, the Mitchell thing, like I, I, there was there was hints that they may not be feeling RJ the way we, 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 you know, maybe fans are feeling RJ, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know we have to figure out if he's not that dude, then w- what's the next move? What's the next move? Because you're going to be mid, right? Like that was been the thing with the Knicks being mid, you know that, and that could hurt draft positioning and all that if we are a thirty eight to forty win club, you know, and you're not, you know, so it, it's. You know, they've drafted solid players, but the blue-chip guy, they are still waiting to get that guy.
3: Absolutely, and, you know, I think I, – I, thanks to E-Crossover bringing up drafting and talking about – I mean, let's talk about Grimes, man. Let's talk about his performance tonight because his performance has been uh, – I thought it was a solid performance. I thought it was good to see him finally back on the court Yes, he shot four for ten from the field and only made one three pointer today. But he got you ten points. The eight assists is what really stands out. And the five rebounds, man. And for a guy who we didn't really get confirmation, CP confirmed it. Wally said it. Plantar fasciitis was what the injury was. Knicks were wow. just saying it was a foot injury, but now we knew we now we know officially know what it was. That's how you know that's why you tune into to Knicks fan TV, all right? Because we got the intel. CP's got the intel, all right. CP told us, all right? That's why you tune in. And look, for a guy who's coming off injury, I I know he got sporadic minutes uh, the last couple weeks and they were trying to make sure that he's healthy and ready to go today. I thought today was a solid performance. And you just see that he just offers something. And we talk about high IQ players on this team. Talk about high IQ players, the way that he's able to continue the swing pass, right? He gets the ball, he just swings in and finds somebody in the corner. His ability to drive and just... Jump off passes, whether it's to Sims or anybody else who's cutting. Uh his rotations on, on we are away from
2: downtown. His,
3: his ability just to, to shoot with confidence yes. is much needed on this team. And is, and look, even went coast to coast today and finished that layup. Yep, yep. Quentin Grimes, you know, it seems like he's got that quick step today. Let's see tomorrow if he's able to play again. Because once again, coming to injury due to injuries, he's able to get minutes because Cameron missed missed time today yeah due to a warrant injury after playing against uh the golden state warriors on friday so i like grant i like grime's performance today what were were some of your thoughts about what he did today man that was so encouraging to see him like the first
4: couple shots you know i was like okay he's feeling confident right He, he he's shooting that thing right quick trigger and all that and the lift was there and the defense too on book like Brook,er was struggling, and I think he started off, uh, what four ten or whatever was that, and he was really, really um, clamping down on book. Like He was making him work, so that was encouraging to see his play. Like I know he didn't shoot the ball great and all that, but to me, that wasn't really focused on that. Like just the shot looked good. He looked good. He looked quick on that fast break. You know, he looked good and all that. So that to me is very encouraging to see. But if Cam comes back, that's that's going to be interesting to see when Cam if Cam comes back. How is his minutes going to look like? I think you have to get him more minutes. You know, obviously slowing out with the foot. He, he seems like, he, like I said, he looks more confident with that. And I know playing fresh out, yeah, it is, that is rough. I had it, it. That thing lingers for a while and all that. So I hope, you know, they do the bright, you know, uh, um, you know, treatment for that. But he did look really good today. So that, that was the one bright spot was his, you know, his play, his passing and all that. He He looked like an all around, like, he looked like the best guard on the team, you know, today. Like, he was mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, the passing and all that, finding guys, open cuts. Like, we missed, you know, uh, he, he just looked really good. So, that was encouraging. Um, He, he just really looks spark, and that's good going forward because we're going to need him on both ends um, uh, going forward this year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. He looked really good, and that's a good thing
3: going forward. Yeah, man. And you talk about Cam and what does that look like. Uh, I mean... This, is, this just becomes more and more of an interesting dilemma for Tom Thibodeau where you need to consolidate this roster because he wants to have a nine-man rotation. Mm-hmm. Cam Reddish has been playing well. I mean, Cam's defense, got, got, Cam has been playing good defense. His offense, some nights it's really there, some nights it's not. But it all, it's, it's all dependent on how the rest of the offense is moving too for him to really get activated. And if he's playing with that second unit too. I feel like sometimes when he's playing with that second unit, uh, he starts to really find his rhythm. But for Grimes, you just see what he does. And, you know, this is the guy that this is, you know, we we had the, we had the reports, man. Berman said that Tibbs is, is fond of Grimes. You know, I thought, and I, I still, like, today he's a starter, man. Like, Evan Fournier didn't touch the court at all. At all. We, we're no Cam, no Cam Reddish. He goes to McBride. So I feel like there's, it's, it's gotta be Grimes and Cam who are still in this rotation just because both of them defensively yeah. give you a lot. They give you a lot on defense. And scoring-wise, I mean, once again, even though Grimes went four for 10, he's still aggressive when he when he plays, man. And yeah, he offers yeah. other things as well when it comes to playmaking mm-hmm. and rebounding. That's you gotta think about those intangibles, man. You gotta think about those intangibles. Exactly. Do you think there was anything? Do you think there's anything? Would you make that Tibbs went to McBride in the third quarter over Evan Fournier? Would you make anything of that? Oh, it, it just shows that he's, it's over with Fournier. It, it, it's a wrap. It
4: it, it shows that. And, and we need to see more. Deuce looked good like in preseason and all that. Like, Deuce just showed that he can score. You know, um, I liked him a lot coming out of the draft out of West Virginia. I thought he was a first-round pick. And, like, to get him in the second, like, we did the draft shot. I thought that was great value getting him that late. So, like, we need to see more Deuce. Like I said, the defense has been an issue on the perimeter. And what is Deuce? Deuce is a really good defender. You know, so – and I wonder how, you know, with D. Rose maybe being out, if that's going – if we're going to see more Deuce too. So that's going to be interesting, mm-hmm. but it's it, it's just clear this day is that we're not going to see Evan. Like, and then Evan, we maybe could have used Evan, you know, especially in that third quarter, just maybe as an offensive spark, maybe. But it was it was clear this day is like no, this experiment is over. Even if we have injuries, like it's it just it's clear. So I don't know how that is going to end with mm-hmm. Evan, but it's clear that he he is not going to play you know, uh you know, for the foreseeable future. So um, you know, and we gotta incorporate some of the young guys and, you know, I, I've been I've been wanting to see Deuce play more. And uh, you know, he looks solid too in in, in uh you know scoring from the outside and all that. And so uh, you know, make, with Rose out, we'll see if we we'll see more Deuce, you know, with that second unit.
3: Yeah, I hope I hope Derek Rose is not out for too long, man, because we see we need we need that playmaking. And it looked like Derek Rose was starting to get back into it, man. I mean like he, I said, he looked good four, too. Three he looked good too, yeah. Yeah, he looked like he was starting to get into rhythm, especially on this road trip. Man, it looked like he started to find his legs, and Mm -hmm. it—you just hate to see when a player starts to get into some rhythm that there's now a setback, and uh, that's the worst part, man. Because that second unit definitely needs a playmaker and some scoring too, especially when we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see if McBride gets some minutes. We'll see if Evan Fournier comes back because even Wally, uh, was talking on the broadcast. Maybe, maybe now Fournier comes out uh, of the doghouse. You know when the injuries yeah. happen, it gives, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. This oh, no, is the He could have done that in the third quarter because we needed shooting. Well, he, and exactly. He exactly. Could have easily he done that, but he didn't. So yeah. that, that's a, that's a very telling thing. That's a very telling thing. Yep. But yo, let's reset this show. Uh, thank you, everyone for tuning in for another Knicks uh, Nick's fan TV post game live. Once again, Knicks lost to the Phoenix Suns, one sixteen to ninety five. Me, Alex Harris, a.k.a. The Tratacaster, with Chris Brown on the other side. And this show is sponsored by Manscaped, all right? So, if gentlemen, or waiters, if you want to buy your, your, your man uh, something nice for, for Christmas, Christmas is right around the corner. Make sure to go head over to Manscaped. Use a uh, promo code KFTV. Get that 20% disc, discount. Come on. Well, CP always says when it was summer, you're going from Van Gundy mode to Jordan mode. Now I'm going to say <laughs> we're going from Jordan, Jordan mode to TIBS mode, all right? That's the way we're going now, so make sure to go over to Manscaped. Make sure to go buy some products, all right? All of us at KFTV have got it. Use the promo code KFTV, 20% off. Make sure to go use that promo code over at Manscaped. Yo, Chris, so look, man, another loss. I know what everyone's thinking about. We're thinking about some, uh, thinking about some uh, losses right now, and what does that mean? Do we tank? Do we, do we pivot? You know, we lost to uh, the Phoenix Suns. We lost to the Golden State Warriors. Everyone, you know, even at the beginning of the season, you know, we still need talent on this team, and we're looking for a direction. Whether we're going to peel it all back or we're going to continue to move forward, what what, what are some draft prospects, man? Who who are you seeing? Give us some uh, give us some intel, since you're 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 into college hoops. You know, you're you're probably paying attention very closely to the Victor Wimbayama sweepstakes. What's going on in that world?
4: Yeah, man. So. Um, I just started up a college basketball podcast, so we're heavy into, into the college basketball scene and, and, and you know, everything on the G League, you know, OTE and all that. I mean, there there's, like I talked to you mentioned before, there's so much talent. And, like, yeah, like, everyone's talking about Vic and Scoop, but, like, after that, you can get yourself an all-star level player. And all that. So that's probably why Knicks fans are so, you know, they're so tapped into this draft this year and, like, saying, yo, we should tank and all that, you know, and and mm-hmm. I think that's something we're gonna see with teams as we get towards the dreadline, t- trade deadline because they want to have a chance to get the you know, victor or, or Scoot that potentially. So kind of like with Zion and Ja just a few years back, like everybody wanted, you know, to have a chance to to get a Zion or Ja. So there's, there's so much talent. I mean, Arkansas has got a few. Nick Smith, you know, um, he's special. Duke's got Derrick Whitehead, like he's, he's too. You got the Thompson twins from OTE, like there is abundance of talent. Uh, Keontae George, the kid from, uh, um, from Baylor, um, he, he's special. Like there, I mean, uh, there's just so an endless amount of talent where if you're in the top 10, you could get yourself a stud an absolute stud and, and like the, the endless Brandon Miller from from uh Alabama like I could keep thinking of names because there's just so many good wings and all that in this class like there's just an abundance so that's probably why Knicks fans are probably like hey you know we're if we're gonna be mid, and this is a lot of what a lot of teams a lot of party fan base are so like if we're gonna be mid you don't want to be in that middle like we, we've seen teams go through that and you either Burn, burn it down and just start all over or either you're in championship mode like there's there's no mm-hmm. in between if you're in between you're you're going to be screwed and you're going to get the 13th pick and all that constantly so i can see why a lot of fans are like hey let's just let's just cut ties with this tank and all that and, and, and be in this sweep." and you never know maybe the ping pong balls finally go our way you never know like it happened before like i think the pelicans are like a five percent chance to get the number pick you, that year you know but You know, um, especially with the odds, you know, changing, you know, ever since that draft and all that. But um, so much talent, bro. There's so much talent, you know, in the next few years. And the Knicks have a bunch of picks and all. That's why I'm all, like, don't just try to trade picks to get a Jimmy Butler or like what the caller before said or Zach Levine, especially Zach Levine. Like, no, don't do that. So, like, there's so much talent, bro. There is endless amount of talent in this class that, you know, the Knicks you know, if they're in the lottery and all, can get themselves a, you know, a really good player skilled. They need more skilled basketball players on this team. They need more skill. So the endless amount of talent in this class, it is really one of the best classes we may have seen in a while.
3: Okay. So that's, uh, I mean, I'm sure that's getting everyone in the chat and just get Knicks Nation uh, a little hype. Um, so, so with the, the way that, to- with the way the Knicks are going, and by the way, if you all wanna call in, we're we're going by Discord today, so make sure to hop over to the Discord TM was so gracious enough to to leave the link in the chat on the YouTube channel, so make sure to go over there if you want to make a call in today. But Chris, right now the Knicks are I'm just pulling up the I'm just pulling up the, the standings and seeing where they are right now. So Knicks are currently ninth, right? Uh they'll probably be somewhere in the teens if it were to and around here or like somewhere on the bubble, like around the single digits, maybe nine, uh, if, they, if they get lucky based on how the lottery goes. Where would you see, uh, so let's say they're in the lottery between the nine to 14 or even like somewhere late in the later teens. What are some players, I know it's super early, what are some players that you're looking at right now that's in that range that could help the Knicks? <laughs> So, in that
4: kind of that range, like I said, it is early, and you just never know, but if I had to say in that range, um I think he'll go later, but this is someone who's kind of being mocked out i, I derrick Whiteheads, who uh you know he's like six four I think he'd be perfect you know uh for the knicks he's strong he's he he had he he just came back from an injury, but he looked good on on um he just he looked good um coming back, so I think he'll be all right going forward the rest of the season mm-hmm. um. You know, Baba Miller from Florida State, I know he's a very lanky dude. And, you know, um, some people may be worried about that. But I think, you know, and he's out right now. So not a lot of people are going to be able to see him play because he's out for the suspension. A weird suspension. The college basketball rules are are weird and all that. So he's out for like 15 games. Um, He's someone that could be very intriguing if the Knicks want to take a chance on a guy that with maybe – not ready right now. I know people, some fans don't want to do, do that. Like, we did that with mm-hmm. Uzman Dieng, you know, and people were like, no, no, because he's French, and we, we, we got postpartum syndrome with with Frank and all that when you hear Frenchman and, and NBA player, <laughs> you know. So it's like, you know, uh, but, you know, a um, guy like that, you know, um, uh, you could take um, Anthony Black, you know, from Arkansas. You know, there's uh, um, Ware from Oregon, who who's who's a solid – Who's a big um there there's a few guys maybe in that range that they could take. Um uh the one of the uh, um Thompson to um I think a Ming. Um I forgot I keep confusing their names and all that, but the other Thompson twin who won't be the top four. There's there's um the one he might be in that range. So there's a few guys they can It all depends what they're trying to look for. But to me, they gotta try to get one of these these wings. And if they get one of those the wings in, in that range, that'd be a home run, you know. Um, but uh yeah, that Arthur Columa is a one guy I like also from uh from Crayon, I don't know if he, I think he's going to be in that late uh, lottery I think he's skyrocketing. I know I see some people um, had him just a few weeks ago, maybe second round pick, but now he's kind of skyrocketing. I think he could be someone. Um, I love his size and all that, his scoring ability. So there's a few guys that I like a lot, you know. And as I'm going through the more draft stuff, um, you know, by the week, um, there's more guys that are popping up and all that. But yeah, those are a few names that I think will be in that eight to twelve range, you know, possibly.
3: Well, hopefully the Knicks can get a little higher up and, and get one of those uh, game changers. Do you think anyone in those in that range could be a game changer for the Knicks or for any team in general?
1: One you, of those. everyone says
3: it's a deep draft. You know what I mean? So if it's when I hear the term "deep draft," and I think yeah. a lot of people do too, is that you there's potentially finding a blue chipper. I like to even further outside of the lottery. I think Derek Whitehead, man.
4: I think he'll probably. I think as he gets healthier. He, he, might go, he might go higher, and, and that, that scares me because I think he might be one of those those potential all-star type players. You know, uh, he's so strong and all that. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and all that. He, he's strong and all that. So he's someone that I, if, if the Knicks were to get him at the 8-9 rate, I think he can blossom into potentially an all-star level player. But I think there's mm. a chance he'll probably, as he gets healthier, I think he'll probably go higher. But I love Derrick. I think derek is special. Um, Keontae George too. Like he's someone that's like he he he's he he could be special, but he'll probably be way gone before you know. Um, so that's why I, I, on Twitter you see like people like this is get at least get top five, so we can get one of these guys and at least have a, a you know a blue chipper that we can have some down the line. So like uh, you know, th- but Derrick, Keontae, you know those those are you know uh, Dariek would be. I would love Derick in New York. He 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 would embrace it and all that. You know, um, uh Derrick, I think would be if we get him at nine ten. I think he could st- be an all star still. There's there's guys that are going to be you know all star level players even in the late lotto and all that. That's how good this class is.
3: Oh man, hopefully uh, hopefully the Knicks can get somebody that's someone <laughs> that that's a uh, that's a game changer because this team definitely needs it. Oh Desperate. man, so desperately man. There's a lot That's of talent, man. Easy. There's a
4: lot of talent, man. There's so much talent, man, coming in the next few years, you know. Well, you know, even they have a bunch of picks. Chris Murray, they could take like a shooter. So they, there's a bunch of ways they can go, man. But uh, it, it depends on their direction. I don't know what they want to do. Are they going to try to win now or are we going to try to, you know, rebuild? I don't know. That word's scary for some people. But, you know, it's sometimes it, that might have to be the move. But I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do right now.
3: We'll see, man. We'll, we'll see what we're trying to figure out. We're about to wrap up the show in a little bit, so if you want to get a, if you want to make a call and get and get some of your thoughts in, make sure to do it right now. Chris, we got Oklahoma City coming up tomorrow, man. It's, uh, you know, this is good. This is this is the chance for the Knicks to to bounce back, finish strong. What what are your thoughts about the the Knicks going to this game, man? What are you, what are some of your thoughts?
4: Man, let's just hope we don't give up 150 points again. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, I, that that was all-time bad. Like, I just, listened. hopefully they, they you know, the defense is is ready to go. You know, take that personal, that matchup, what happened, you know, at the Garden, and, and come in and, and just and show them out. But OKC's been a tough team, man. Tough team, even though they don't have Chat and all that, and they're super young. I mean, they I think they're by far, them in Houston are, are, like, average age is like 22, 23 years old. It's crazy how young those teams are. But, you know, we just got to come in, you know, and defend and defend what happened with OKC last time. Same thing that happened second half today. So we, we got to be able to um, to figure that out and not let Shay do whatever he wants because he's been doing that to everything. So let's, it's to be fair, Shay's been doing it to, to, to good teams too. He had a buzzer beater a few nights ago and all that. So he's been doing it to some good teams and he's show he's taking his game to another level, you know, with his outside, his perimeter shooting, especially. So, you know, um, but it's not letting anyone else cook. You know, we
5: can't
3: let anyone Shea, else go off. Yeah. Shea has been on fire these last couple of games. Like, my goodness. I mean, they lost. So, was it? They lost to, uh, they lost to the Grizzlies uh, last game. He only scored 15 points. But mm-hmm. before then, you know, and starting from uh, playing, playing against Detroit, he, he was averaging – he got 33 points, 39 points, 20 points, 37, 37, 42. And even before uh, the 18 points against Milwaukee, he had 37 against Denver and 34 against Orlando. This guy's just been on fire, man. He's been averaging, what is he averaging? He's averaging 31 points 31, right now yeah. on this season. He's top four in averaging scoring right now. 31, 31 boy, points. Yeah, he's, he's, his perimeter shooting has
4: just been, it's taken another step. Like, he's just, he, he he he's so special. And and the Clippers are still, still irritated that they had to get rid of him. They did not want to, Doc did not want to get rid of him and we're seeing why because they saw the future they saw the future right they went in trying to make the trade and all that and, and that's another team right were they making trades and all that well they had a nice core and what they do and look at them now they haven't won a championship they have they've been to a conference finals that's it you know as far as they've gone so like it shows they're going through the draft you know and okc has a bunch of picks and they're going to be in the Wemby possibly sweet stakes next year you know and they got check coming back next year. You know, so, and their future is bright. You know, we're looking at a lot of teams like that,
3: you know, so. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, and, and the Clippers are another example where you're just trying to buy chips. And, you know, I mean, you can look at Brooklyn too, where you're just, you know, you you, you mortgage all the, the players that you developed and stuff like that. And then you're going through turmoil right now. Both those teams, you know, the 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 little brothers of uh, both cities uh, are are playing teams right now. Mm-hmm. The Clippers being 7th and uh, the the Nets being 10th. But, you, you know, building through the draft is so important, man. In every sport, you got to build through the draft. Ah, In every man. sport, you got to build through the draft. I don't know about baseball. Baseball, it seems like it just <laughs> depending uh, – if you got the money, you could you can get it. But I think still, like to even a certain degree in baseball, drafting drafting yeah. is big and key.
4: Exactly. Even Houston, look at the, the Astros. There are a lot of their pieces are are their I'm guys. And then they, the yeah, we don't talk. You know, I know that. But like I team say with the Yankees, like the Yankees, we need to do better with our farm system and all that. Take you know, play the young guys. You know, they so scared to play the young guys. They're another team, but we don't want to talk about the Yankees right
3: now. <laughs> hey, as, uh, as as Sam said when I did the. Um, Game of the Week preview. You got to let some of the guys, uh, you know, be able to explore, like, who they are as players in this league, and they need the minutes. And that's where, when you watch this team, we ask the same thing. You watch Kaminga, Moody, uh, Wiseman over on the Warriors. Granted, they they still have their top players over there, who mm. and they're just fresh off of a championship victory. Yeah. You see how frustrating it can be when guys are coming into the league and they're asked to be role players and not really – try to establish themselves and figure out what they can be into this league. And mm-hmm. sometimes, 100%. that that sometimes you know, they could just be role players in the end, but sometimes you can miss out and be like, wow, what if we actually gave them a chance and see what happens? And that's the thing. You don't want to be the team that's like, what if we gave them a chance? Because that's even worse. <laughs> that,
4: that's the worst feeling. Yeah. That's the worst feeling. Exactly. Yeah. You just you just got to see. You got to see. Look at Utah's letting, you know, it's Colin Sexton, Laurie, Laurie Markkinen, people will give it, gave up on Laurie Markkinen you know, you know, tough system in yeah, Chicago, Rudy, Utah. but Utah, you know, they're, these players are allowed to flourish and all that and just play and look at you know, Utah. They they have the players they got in return for Donovan and, and Rudy, they got good players in return. They just weren't able to, to, to play their, you know, the role that they, you know, should have been playing and, and their respective the team and look at them now, like they're the top set, top seed in the West, you know, <laughs> you know, whether it's for real or not, they are the top seed in the West right now. So. We see that a lot with players, a lot of young players. The, the Lakers, they get rid of all their young guys. Look at, look at Brandon Ingram. I don't know why they traded Brandon Ingram. It should have, it should have been um, Kuzma, but even Kuzma. Look at Kuzma now. Like Kuzma, Everybody was getting on Kuzma. Everybody's getting on He was getting killed. Well, he was roasted. Hollywood, man. He was Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. He was Hollywood. I was like, uh, that, that's, you know, the, his style that's and all the, that. That's the reason why that, people get on, on Tuesday, yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> But because he's Hollywood. Look at him now. He's getting 20 rebound games, 18 to 10. Like, B.I.'s averaging 24. Someone think that could be an all-NBA guy. Sometimes you got to, you know, be patient. I know it's, it's tough, but, you know, uh, you got you know, develop your young guys, man.
3: You know, um, even the Lakers, man, when they traded everybody for for LeBron and AD, I mean, well trade everyone for AD. I mean, AD. Like to, to to create that LeBron AD team, when they mm-hmm. trade everybody for AD, you know, Alonzo's a good player, Brandon Inger's a good player. You just see, you just see, even Josh Hart, Josh Hart is doing his thing out in out in Portland right now. You, you got to give Josh some Hart, time for yeah. some of these guys to to come around and see what they can do. But patience hey, is very coach. lacking in in the in the NBA. That's the problem. Absolutely but I think this is a good place to wrap it. Thank you to Knicks Nation for tuning in and for supporting us. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button for your boys. All right. Had to cover for CP today. He's on his way back from the West coast. You know, he was out there represent represented us well at that Warriors game, even though the Knicks lost, he was still represented as well represent, representing us out in Cali. Thank you to Knicks Nation for tuning in for another Knicks fan TV post game live. Fortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately, the Knicks had to lose this one 116 to 95 to the Phoenix Suns. But make sure to hit that thumbs up button for your boys. If you want to go head over to Manscape to go buy some of their products, make sure to use the promo code KFTV, all right? And when we watch these videos, make sure to share them, hit the like button, cut them up, tell everybody. You sharing these videos and telling everyone about Knicks Fan TV helps us continue to grow and to improve the content on this channel. Also, after you watch this show, you can also go over to KnicksFanTV.com and catch uh, KFTV Remy's recaps. He recaps every single game. All right. And we also got a bunch of other great writers over there as well. We got Jeff, Chip, Jalen, Luke, Mike. I contribute over there as well. So make sure to go check out KnicksFanTV.com. And, yeah, that's uh, that's all we got today. Hope We'll be back tomorrow where the Knicks take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. CP should be back in the, co- in the pilot seat. And we'll catch you tomorrow, all right? Salute to the Nations. Salute to all the mods. Salute to the chat.
2: Salute to all of you. We out. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.